everybody, C-Note here. <clears throat> That's not a good start. Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a deep sea monster, diving deeper and deeper until it disappears. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about traumas, um, specifically helping people deal with trauma. Um, uh, this is more so for the family members of somebody that has dealt with severe trauma or anything that's very difficult in their lives. Um, I'm talking about anything serious like an attack or a rape or um, serious uh, uh, kidnapping or anything that has caused any kind of like PTSD or trauma in someone's life or even the situation specifically. Well, specifically, I'm going to talk about rape. Uh, not something I've experienced, but something that I recently read on a Reddit thread about somebody who was trying to get vengeance for a family member who hasn't reported their rape, um, the rape of them. And um, I, this is going to be a heavy topic, so just kind of like a trigger warning ahead up, up top. If this is not something you want to talk about, I don't blame you if you want to turn away and not listen to this episode. Um, mostly just going to read about that Reddit thread and just kind of expand on my thoughts on that. So it's going to be a short one. I forgot to record an episode today, so we're just going to do this and uh, move on with our lives. So without further ado, let's talk about it. Trauma. Drums, please. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shady Brook Farms. If you're looking for ways to make mealtime healthier in the new year, make your favorite recipes with turkey from Shady Brook Farms. Take the pressure off. Keep it simple and tasty without sacrificing flavor for nutrition. Whether you want a delicious sandwich or a post-workout protein, Shady Brook Farms turkey can do it all. Visit ShadyBrookFarms.com for recipe inspiration and to find retailers near you. Shady Brook Farms. Eat what you love. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. <clears throat> okay. Again, with the coffee. Ah, clear my throat. Okay, so welcome to the show. Uh, today, just I wanted to provide, in case you skipped the intro for some reason, uh, provide another kind of trigger warning. We're going to talk about heavy topics today. This is about trauma support, so more so specifically rape. Uh, this was something that I read about on Reddit. There was somebody who talked about wanting to help, uh, I think it was her sister, who was dealing with a trauma her sister found out that her her sister was raped and 
found out who it was that did it and wanted to pursue legal action. Um, so actually, I can go back and read the actual question. So this is in the um, in the subreddit 2x chromosomes, um, which is a women specific thread. Um, I follow it because there's a lot of mental health discussion on here. So I think it's it's interesting. So um, here's the, the title it says after three years, I found out who raped my sister and I don't know what to do. So the response here is or rather not the response, but the the full explainer is, I don't know what to do. My sister mysteriously dropped out of college three years ago. She seemed super different, wouldn't go out, wanted me to go with her for trips to the grocery store, refused to drink alcohol, didn't take a genius to know something went wrong, and a friend of hers confirmed my suspicions. And about two years ago, my sister told me she was raped. Tonight I, told, um, tonight I was told the name of the attacker. My sister wants it to go away but I can't stand letting this piece of shit go get off free. Even if legal action can't be taken, other people need to know he's not all that safe to be around. I've watched my sister come home in tears so many times because of this kid, and I want him to face some sort of consequences. I'm sure she's not his only victim. What should I do other than continue to protect and support my little sister? This breaks my heart, and it makes me so angry. I got her a taser so she feels safer, but are there support groups or other resources I could suggest to her, and how do I make it known that uh, this kid is a predator? Thank you all. So, um, what I really wanted to share was like one of the one of the responses to this. I went through the Reddit thread, and there was a, a lot of similar responses, and um, what sparked me wanting to do this episode um, was the response to it, because I think the... I think the initial request, the the sister being angry, is a common one. Somebody, uh, a friend or a sister, family member, someone close to you, uh, experiences some sort of trauma or, or extreme difficulty that is the result of someone else's actions, and they want to seek justice, or they want to seek, you know, they want the other person, the person, the victim, to take some sort of action, and they apply pressure, and they... Um, they, they want to kind of stir the pot and, and seek legal justice. And, um, well, the response that I'm about to read kind of iterates how that's not important. Sometimes, sometimes the justice becomes about you, the person who is the support system. And, and the thing is that you're the person who's, who's supporting your friend who has gone through this trauma. They are the victim. Uh, so you need to consult them. You need to talk to them and see how they feel about it. And if they don't want to pursue anything and make their lives more difficult, then, you know, that's probably the better way. In this case, if they were to pursue legal action, then her sister would have to face her attacker uh, for a long time, probably, in court over and over again. And that might not be the healthiest decision. Um, you know, in these cases, in any kind of trauma cases, really anybody should support one another to go see a therapist and talk about their situation and really help each other to, um, to, to grow mentally and sort of work towards a sense of normalcy again. Now, this is an event that changes people's lives, you know, changes your perspective. It changes how you approach situations. I'm sure this woman is going to look at men in a whole different way. And, you know, her relationships in the future might be more difficult as a result. Um, but it may, uh, that perspective may also help her to find someone who's going to be the utmost caring person. Um, uh, you know, very loose silver lining there, but, um, 
ultimately the idea is that we want to be supportive to our partners, our friends who are experiencing extreme difficulties like this. So I want to read the response. Um, so this is from um, a, uh, I'm not going to say the Reddit name, but this is, this is a response to that, to that um, inquiry. I may have some insight. I was raped about two months ago while at university. My family have very much expressed the same feelings towards my rapist, whom they knew because he and I had dated. Do not confront him. It is so tempting, but I will not help your. It will not help your sister. In fact, it will hinder her. I cons constantly fear for the future. Terrified, my family or friends would snap and ex and explicitly call him out. It does nothing except fail to fill an imagined fantasy. I'm going to read that line again. It does nothing except fail to fill an imagined fantasy. What I recommend you do is, number one, reaffirm your belief in her. Since she kept it in for so long, I imagine her experience was shrouded in lots of guilt, doubt, and confusion. Tell her you believe her, validate, and love her. Number two, set safety measures. Know a plan if she sees a rapist. Tell her you'd support her if she chose to report it. If she says no, drop it and don't bring it up for a while. Repeated urges to prosecute isolated me deeply from support networks. And that's true. It it, it 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 kind of points fingers at the victim for not taking action in a way and um, is not helpful. Number three, seek professional help. First, a therapist or counselor. I don't know where you're from, but there are usually sliding scale therapies if finances are a hurdle. Maybe do some research into victim services in your area. Offer to take her to appointments if you can. Know that you most likely do not have to be taking this just to the justice system to qualify for these services. Number four, let her lead her recovery. Ask her what she wants and needs to feel happy. Not happy for the next year, but rather what soothes her in the next minute, hour, or day. For her, life is most likely a struggle 24-7. Help her through it, but also let her decline and determine parts of her recovery. Best of luck to you and her. These are hard times, but they too shall wane and a happy, contented normalcy will return. So, you know, this is another example. Um, there's some edits here, which are interesting because after she posted this, she, you know, she's, she's incredibly brave for sharing her story um, out into the public sphere, public being Reddit, where over 2,500 people have upvoted this post, so a lot of people have seen it, and um, they, a lot of people have given her a lot of crap, so this is in response to, to her response. She says, um, uh, as an edit, she says, also to the person who told me to fuck off for not reporting, your comment has been removed by my lovely mods, but I'd like to respond. Just know you're the one here who was telling a young woman who was raped barely two months ago to fuck off. You're the reason people in my situation kill themselves. In my view, you deserve the same level of punishment as a rapist. I have a lovely time carrying out that anger. Now, uh, she says, me again, just posting this reply to those who didn't like my last edit. I don't think they should be thrown in jail, but also, I mean, this is the most polite way possible. I don't care about your opinion of my experience. I know what I feel and I believe. Let me experience this. I, won't, I may want to clarify, not legal punishment as, as much as shame and judgment of character. Um... She's referring to the people who told her to fuck off. My rape was the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but the poor reactions of others have magnified that pain by a thousand percent. 
Also, a few of you have asked why I chose not to report. I am not urging OP's sister not to report it in, in any way. If that's what she does, go forth. What I'm saying is that if she chooses not to, do not let that dominate your offerings of support. Don't badger her. Don't get mad at her. Support and trust that she's made the best decision for herself. First, I am okay with answering this question because I've been put myself in a public forum where I expected these questions. Never and never ask this if you don't know the person extremely well and help have helpful aid accompanying. The rape victims, survivors do not owe you the, their full story. Trust their experience and don't pry. So, I mean, that covers a lot of it. So, uh, I don't really know what else I have personally to add to this. You know, I, I think it's it's um. It's an extreme case, but it's no different from a scenario when somebody gets uh, divorced or is dealing with mental health trouble or is dealing with uh, an, any kind of difficulty in life, really. Um, and it's amazing that in such an extreme situation like rape or some sort of um, uh, battery or some sort of physical assault where um, th it's easy to point at the victim who doesn't want to deal with it and doesn't want to report it. Uh, how can you get mad at someone? It's hard. It's hard because it feels like our instinct is like we get mad. It's a, it's an emotional response. You know, we want, we want to help our friends. We want them to seek justice. But I think that one line that I read about like wanting to fulfill an imagined fantasy is really what's going on. You know, I, I had something similar, um, you know, when I was starting to tell my friends that my ex-wife was pregnant and that, um, I was not going to have a chance to be able to see him because I was get, kind of getting boxed out of information and stuff like that. Um, that all of my friends were like, you have to fight for him. You have to do this. And I didn't want to. <laughs> and honestly, I was already extremely worn out from the difficulties of the scenario that um, I did not, I just, I didn't have the strength. And, um, if I don't have the strength in a situation where I wasn't physically assaulted, how could you expect someone who was physically assaulted and raped, no less, uh, to be able to want to face their attacker or try to seek justice and have to go through a very difficult, rational experience amidst all of these emotions? What someone needs to do is work through the trauma and work through these emotions and have the support of their friends and family, not, not people who are badgering them and trying to convince them to do something they don't want to do. Um, so it, it's, it's that, you know, if you're someone who is uh, supporting a family member who has, or a friend who has gone through such a difficulty, you need to just be there for them and respect their wishes. Um, I know maybe in your eyes, they may not be thinking rationally, uh, but you know, it's not up to you to determine what they want to do. It is their lives and they've already had the control taken away from them in that scenario. So the best thing you can do is, is, is kind of give them a sense of control back, you know, allow them to make their own decisions, allow them to, to live their life and work towards recovery, you know, asking, asking questions instead of trying to tell them what they need. You know what I mean? I think, again, this is like the, the rape example is like a, such an extreme case, but it also applies to so many other things. 
Many of us want to provide our opinions. We want to throw statements at people. We want to tell people what to do. We want to to grab them by their hand and shove them in a direction. Uh, instead of asking the person what they want, how do they feel? How are you doing? Um, and saying more positive statements. Asking questions to learn about where they are. And then when you do say statements, they need to be more positive and supportive. You know, I believe in you. I trust you. I care about you. I'm here for you. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. Things like that. You know, it's really amazing how difficult that is for people. Um, especially for family and friends. We get so used to being around people, getting close to them, and used to treating people the way we're okay being treated. There's a line that I learned in a, a creative mornings thing that I went to a few, probably, probably about a year ago now, um, in which the speaker said, treat people as they would like to be treated, not as you would like to be treated. Cause you know, the popular saying, right? Treat people as you would like to be treated. Uh, I think that's bullshit because a lot of people are okay being treated like crap. <laughs> uh, they may not have a strong sense of self-worth, but if you practice empathy and start to learn more about how someone else feels, um, then you can adjust your thinking and support and emotions to cater to someone else. And if they do that in return, then everyone's happy, right? You, you want someone to learn about how you want to be treated, right? You don't want to just have them assume how you want to be treated. You know, it goes for relationships too. You learn, you know, one thing I've, uh, that Molly and I did was we sat down and went through like the five love languages and we talked about how each other wants to be loved and treated. And, um, that helped me learn more about her. Uh, really learned about more people and how to be more empathetic and um, focus on what she wants and what other people want and not so much how I feel they should be treated because that that's that's where so much conflict comes in uh, is is the assumption that like someone should just be okay with with how you're being to them uh, I think in American culture specifically we are very um, stern, we're very direct, and often rude with our opinions. And we say, you should be like this, you should think this, or you need to do that, or you need to live within this rules, this set of rules or something. And um, we gotta stop that. We gotta stop thinking about, we gotta start thinking about what other people want, not what we want them to want, and be more supportive. So. That was kind of the goal of this. Um, you know, it's uh, a very difficult topic. Um, and I know that I, I wanted to connect it to the broader scope of things because not everyone has dealt with rape. Um, and really the support involved is no different than support for other things. Uh, but it is, if anything, it should be more support. And often I find that it's the other way around. That support gets worse for trauma because friends feel like they should seek justice or, you know, provide some sort of pressure that they should do something about it or that the other person, that the, the accuser or the accused rather deserves some sort of justice. And, um, 
really the best you can do in that scenario is trust the victim, trust your friend, support them, be there for them, and um, do the best you can. If they want to go to therapy, which they should, um, you know, you can suggest it, but don't force them. Um, you know, uh, they should they should make those strides on their own on their own time. So I hope that makes sense. All of that. I, I just thought it was interesting, the response and the request, and uh, I thought it was worth doing an episode for. So um, if you guys have any comments or questions, uh, hit me up on Anchor or on Twitter at RevelMyDesign. And um, that'll be it. Follow Dopamine on Instagram, Dopamine Podcast on Instagram. And uh, hi, my name is Christian.com for my updates and stuff. Um, I think that's it. Yep, that's pretty much everything. So um, I apologize because it's a heavy topic, but hey, it's stuff that we all need. So take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show. Or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's a my thing, you got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's a my thing, you got me going off your dopamine.